the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The prophetic voice of our time. This is furnished by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. This is AM 630 KSLR. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, friend. You are listening to the prophetic voice of our time with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International. And I'm Mike Sasso filling in right now today for Pastor Chris, who is in the Philippines, just about to make her way to China. And we received a great report of... The Holy Ghost showing up in their conferences. They had three ministers' conferences, and the Holy Spirit showed up in all of them. And then one of the youth conferences, my son Joshua had the privilege to minister, and we're so excited to hear 250 people came down to give their life to Christ. I'm so excited. Nothing makes a man prouder than to see his son doing the work of the ministry like that. And my wife, Pastor Chris, has been giving ministry conferences over there, and God is moving in power. She said the Holy Ghost came in on several of her meetings, and just the wind of God blew over that congregation. She said, and they all fell under the power of God. It was God in action. I'm telling you, these are the last days, friends. I'm telling you, these are exciting times to live. No greater day has the church seen than what we're about to see, which is just ahead of us. See, we're preparing the earth for the Lord's return. These are the last days. And I'm telling you, it's time to be busy about the Father's business. We've got to be busy about the Great Commission, which Jesus commissioned to the church. And that is what? To go into all the world and preach this gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and commanding them to do everything I've taught you to do. Well, I'm excited to be here with you, like I said. And we're going to actually talk about the last days. These are the last days. And this is the prophetic voice of our time. And, you know, prophecy points the way. It points the way to Christ. And it points the way to the body of Christ. That is, for the body of Christ, what our job is to do. And that is to do the works of Jesus. That's what we're called to do. And that's what we're here to empower you to do. That's the work of the ministry, the fivefold ministry of God. It is to do what? To empower the church, to prepare the body of Christ for works of service, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 9, 10, 11, to prepare God's people, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. Our job is to prepare God's people for works of service until we all reach unity in the faith and attain to the full measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. And this is a prophetic voice of our time here to tell you God has a plan for your life, and that is to attain to the full measure of the stature of Jesus. That is his plan, that you are created in his image and in his likeness. You were born again, born of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit of God, to do good works in this generation. So we're going to talk now about this great commission that has been given to the church in these last days, because these are the last days. And we're going to talk about what our job is to do in these last days. Now, I'm here to tell you that there's a lot of folks that will talk about the last days, and they'll start talking about the Antichrist. Well, I'm not going to talk at all about the Antichrist. We're going to talk about Jesus Christ. 
Because I'm going to tell you, Jesus is seated on the throne. Praise God. He's seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for you and for me. Praise God. And he has made a way for us to have victory in this life through one Jesus Christ. So we're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ and him crucified and him glorified and sitting at the right hand of God. And we are going to talk about the last days because prophecy points to Christ and prophecy also points to the church and the job that the church has to do in these last days. So we're going to talk about that because we are the body of Christ and his members in particular. Our members are his members, and we're yielded to the Holy Ghost to do the work of the ministry. All right, so let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, and let's read on. So, know this also, and he's saying know this, meaning it's important for you to know this. Emphatically, he's saying it's imperative that we understand this, that we don't take lightly what I'm about to tell you, because these signs of the times are coming. And what is the gospel of Jesus Christ is that we should put on the person of Christ. We need to gird ourselves with the truth of the word of God in order to stand against these perilous times. These are perilous times. But to stand against those perilous times, we need to take on the whole armor of God. Amen. And stand, therefore, in these times and let your light shine. And they're glorious times. These are not dark days for the church. These are going to be greatest, the greatest days that the church has ever seen. I'm here to tell you. Amen. But perilous times will come. And that word for perilous is the word kalipos, and it's only really used two times in the New Testament. First time is in the book of Matthew, chapter 8, where the gospel of Matthew describes what took place when they went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee to the country of Gadarenes in Matthew, chapter 8, verse 28. And there met him two that were possessed with devils coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce. That is kalipos. They were exceedingly fierce so that no man might pass by that way. In other words, these times are going to be so perilous, so exceedingly fierce, that you're going to be taken aback, those that are godly, those that have an ear to hear and an eye to see. You'll be taken aback by what's taking place in this season. I'm here to tell you that we are in these days. If you just look back and say, my goodness, Lord Jesus exceedingly fierce days, fierce, and that in these last days, perilous times. And then go to verse 2. He says, why? For men shall be lovers of their own selves, self-centered men, women as well, selfish, thinking only of themselves, how they can gratify their own flesh, their own desires, not thinking of the well-being of others. And, of course, we know in the Word of God that that is to be our mindset, to be mindful of the needs of others and not the needs of self. Self is to be denied for the sake of others, for the sake of meeting the needs of others, as Jesus taught us. So in these last days, men will be lovers of themselves, and as they love themselves in such a way, they'll be covetous, meaning that now because they love themselves, covetous meaning now they love things in order to love themselves. So things is one way to show love for yourself, so you just begin to shower yourself with things and get things to satisfy that selfish love. So there's a love of self, a love of things, and boasters talking about exaggerating or bending the truth to fit your own image that you're trying to portray, to twist, expound, or exaggerate things in order to bring an appearance of what is real, to boast, to be proud, high-minded, if you would looking at yourself above others rather than, as Jesus said, to think others above yourself, see. 
So these are the days we're living in, and to be cautious in these days because they're perilous in that if you don't take caution, that these times can affect you and that spirit that is upon these times can get on you. This is the caution that Paul is giving to Timothy. And we're talking about who we are in the earth, the body of Christ. We're the light. And Jesus said on the light, what do you do with the light? You put it on a hill for all men to see so that those that are caught up in these perilous times will see the stark difference between the body of Christ and those that are caught up in the world. They'll see the stark difference between those that live by faith, those that know the Lord Jesus Christ and live in liberty and love and power and soundness of mind. They don't have fear. They don't fear, but they have faith and they have power and they have love to overcome. And there's no lack in their finances. They'd learn how to live by faith that God will supply their needs according to his riches and glory. Are you understanding this? This is who we are. We're not covetous. We're givers. We don't take. We give. Given it should be what? Given unto you. So our stand in this last day is to be contrary to this perilous image that we're seeing here. You got this? So and blasphemers. And that's not just talking about blaspheming, but it's really talking about the coarseness of language, that there be a disintegration that takes place. And you can see that in today's day. So we need to be mindful of this and let our speech Always be that which is honoring God. You go on and it says disobedient to parents, unthankful, meaning not grateful. Rather, there's a feeling of entitlement that somebody owes me something just because of who I am. No, no, no. That's a sign of the last days. But we in the body of Christ are to be grateful. Be thankful for what you have. Be grateful for what you have. And God will continue. We're to come to God with thankfulness, with a gratefulness of heart. So you see, in the last days, men will be contrary to sound doctrine of the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. So unthankful and unholy or a disrespect for things that are holy. And are pure before God, a disrespect for purity, a disrespect for those things that are sanctified under the word of God. And then go on to verse three. It says without natural affection, meaning the natural affection that is in the natural order of things that God has created, like a husband and a wife and a family and children, natural affections towards a husband, a husband towards his wife and the parents toward their children, that these natural affections, they won't have these natural affections, but they'll have unnatural affections, if you would. And then it says truce breakers, meaning that they'll break truces or break covenants, which actually points to widespread Divorce, that they won't keep their covenants of marriage, the holiness of the covenant of marriage. Then it says false accusers. And these, again, are signs of the last days, and these are signs of the days we live in here today. But false accusers, meaning that's almost as if they're taking the devil's side in situation, devilish in their thinking, if you would. Incontinent, that is, out of control or without self-discipline or discipline to not be able to say no when it comes to out-of-control spending and out-of-control decision-making, rash decisions without the consequences of those decisions. So incontinent and then fierce times or savage times, barbaric times, even finding it pleasurable to watch a violent acts, if you would, even as they did in the days of the early church when they sacrificed the Christians in the Colosseum and they saw that as sport. So savage times, if you would, where entertainment is continually violent and even getting more and more violent. We see that in our culture today. And then going on, it says despisers of 
that which is good or a loss of love for that which is decent and moral is really what it's talking about. And then traitors, which is a lack of faithfulness in relationships and heady, which is uh, fast decisions without considering consequence. High minded, they'll putting themselves above others in their own heart and in their own mind. And then it says lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Now, that's an interesting saying there because it doesn't say that they won't be lovers of God, but it says they'll be lovers of pleasure more than they'll be lovers of God. And Jesus warned us of that in the book of Revelation when he was talking about he'd rather have you hot or cold. Don't be lukewarm, okay? Don't have one foot in the world and one foot out. Don't be so caught up in the things of the world that you love the pleasures of life rather than lovers of God. Jesus warned that when he talked about the sower that sowed the word. What? The pleasures of life, okay? The deceitfulness of riches that choked the word and caused it to be unfruitful, see? We've got to caution ourselves not to be caught up in the pleasures of life, but rather to be busy about the Father's business. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have fun and you shouldn't enjoy life, you see. God gives us all things richly to enjoy, but do not allow those pleasures to be greater than our love for God. Thereby choking the word, if you would, the love of things, to choke the word of God, as it says in Mark chapter 4, and make it unfruitful, that seed of the word of God that's in your life. God has a plan for your life. And going on to verse 5, he says, having a form of godliness, meaning they have a what seems to be religion, but they deny the power thereof, meaning that they deny the very power of the existence of what is taking place, that God's power, the glorious power of the Holy Ghost in the church. There's many in the body of Christ. Well, they call themselves part of the body, but they deny the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Spirit to have access, to have his way, to have full reign in the church, the body of Christ. That is who we are. And from those turn away. So these are the last days. And if we go down to verse 9, it says, But they shall proceed no further, for their follies shall be manifested unto all men, as theirs also was. And so what Paul is saying here is, guess what? Though these will be the signs that you're going to see in these last days, he says, They shall proceed no further further. Praise God. This is some good news here. I've got a good news message for you here right now. Even though you see these signs around you, and I'm telling you prophetically, you're about to see things change. In our current culture, you're about to see the wind of the Holy Ghost sweep across this land like you have never seen before. Praise God. In Isaiah chapter 59, we see a picture that's very similar to what Paul was writing to Timothy here. And if you go on forward, you look at verse 9 all the way up to verse 14, and we'll just start at verse 14, but you can read that on yourself. But verse 9 says, their justice is far from us. And it goes on how it says we grope and on and on. But it says, justice is turned back, verse 14, and righteousness stands far off, for truth is fallen in the streets, and equity cannot enter. So truth falls, and he who departs from evil, they make him a prey, meaning that there's this perilous time that has come. This is what he's talking about, the book of Isaiah. But then look at the next verse. He says, So truth is fallen, and he that departs from evil a prey. Then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor, nobody to stand in the gap in these dark days to raise up a standard. So what did God do? 
He said, therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him. We're talking about the arm of the Lord here coming into the earth by the power of the Holy Ghost. We're talking about the person of Jesus Christ and his righteousness sustained him, it says. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. And he put on a garment of vengeance for clothing and he was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, he will repay. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, and the coastlands will fully repay. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. That's to the east. And look what it says. For when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. The Redeemer will come to Zion, and to those who turn from transgression, Jacob says the Lord. Praise God. And as for me, says the Lord, verse 21, this is my covenant with them. With who? With you and me, with the body of Christ. My spirit who is upon you, that's Jesus Christ. My words which I put upon your mouth, that's Jesus Christ, shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, that's us, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, saith the Lord, from this time forth and forever. He has raised up a standard in these last days, and we are that standard. We, the church of Jesus Christ, here we are, standing up and making herself ready to usher forth the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who we are. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. That's Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, that means be in Jesus, be in the anointing. That's what the word Christ means, by the way, the anointing and his anointing, the anointed one, Jesus. That's not his last name. That is about the Messiah and who the Messiah is, Jesus Christ, the Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. So if any man be in the anointed one... And and in his anointing, he is a new creature. And I'll say he or she, okay? We're not talking gender here. New creature. Old things are now passed away. Behold, all things become new. We become that standard that the Lord has raised up against this generation, if you would, to win this generation, not to condemn this generation, but to be the light to win our generation. That's who we are. And we are the redeemed of the Lord. We've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light to show forth the praises of him who called us, right? And he prepared good works for us to do before he ever, ever called us. There's good works he called us to do. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 12, he says, if you believe in me and the works I do, he says, you're going to do the same works and even greater. And I'm here to tell you that greater work is a prophetic word to the church, I told you prophecy points to Christ, but prophecy also points to the job of the church, the church of Jesus Christ. And that word is for us. Greater works that we'll do. And the greater work actually is to prepare the world for the return of Jesus Christ. That is the work that he's called us to do in these last days. And Jesus is seated at the right hand of God now waiting. A lot of people are saying he's coming back, he's coming back, he's coming back. Yeah, he's coming back, but he's waiting for his enemies to be made into his footstool. And how do we do that? We do that by the love of God. We do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. We do that by teaching men everywhere that Jesus Christ is Lord, teaching them to obey everything that God taught us to do, to love our enemies, to do good that's despitefully used you, to pray for those that are in authority, to do what God has told us to do, to preach this great gospel. 
gospel, lay hands on the sick, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and to cause men to be saved in these last days, in these fierce times, these times that we live in are days that are glorious days for the church. These are days that we need to be busy about the Father's work, because these are the last days. And it says, Revelation chapter 22 says this in verse 11, it says, He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. So these are the last days we've now understood what's going on. Let him be unjust still. But he that is what? He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. See, be hot or cold. So get on the side of the fence you're supposed to be on. Come out of the world and be holy as I am holy, saith the Lord. He who is holy, let him be holy still. And verse 12 says, Behold, I am coming. That's Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And he says, And my reward is with me. Praise God. To give every man according to his work. What are you doing? Are you going to be busy about the Father's business when he comes? Are you going to be going into all the world and preaching this gospel? Are you going to be reaching the folks around you? Are you, are you a witness for the Lord Jesus? How do you be a witness for God? i got to tell you, you got to love. God is love. you got to love one another. you got to have compassion for those that are hurting and begin to pray for them and ask the Holy Ghost to give you the words to speak or whatever it is you're supposed to do. Reach out as the Holy Ghost gives you the words. Amen. And it says in Revelation chapter 19, verse 7, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage supper of the Lamb has come, and his wife, that's the bride of Christ, that's us, has made herself ready. Praise God. So make yourself ready. Get ready. Jesus is coming, but he's coming for a church that's without spot or wrinkle. And it says, And to her was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. See, that bride is going to be adorned with righteous acts. That means the things that you're doing today are going to be the linen that you're going to wear. We're not talking about a cloth that you'd buy at a store somewhere. We're talking about what you have done in your life in these days will be the linen that you wear when you meet Jesus. Be busy about the Father's business. Set your mind on things above. Yes, darkness is a cover in the face of the deep, but the Spirit of God hovered over the waters, and God said, Let there be light. Let my light shine. That's the body of Christ. Let all humanity see it. These are the days of the Spirit of God moving upon all flesh that the sons and daughters would prophesy. The United States of America will be saved. Our forefathers gave their life's blood for this nation, that it would be a bastion for the gospel. And that shall come to pass again. We'll see it this day. It's rising up in these last days that the body of Christ is taking her seat with Jesus at the right hand of God, putting his enemies under her feet. That's who we are. That's what we're called to do. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Let old things pass away. All things become new. He's given us authority. All authority in heaven and earth is given unto me, Jesus said, therefore. Go ye in my name. Do good. Let men look at the good works that you do and glorify God which is in heaven. He says, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. The authority of heaven is on our shoulders. The baton has been passed to the body of Christ to prepare the world for the Lord's return.
to put his enemies under his feet. Be busy about the Father's business, friend. God has called you into the mission field. He's called you into the mission field of your neighborhood, of your families, your workplace. Wherever you are, you're a light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray right now for everybody in the sound of my voice that the power of the Holy Ghost would so touch them and transform them and empower them to prosper and be in health even as their soul prospers, Lord. I reach out and touch them right now by the word of the Lord. I say, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. God has given you the power to overcome. He says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's who we are, friend. We are the body of Christ. We have the Holy Ghost, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead living on the inside of us. We have the ability, the power by the Holy Ghost to be yielded, to get instructions from headquarters, to do what he tells us to do, and to say what he tells us to say, and therefore transform our generation with the Word of God. Praise God. This Word is for you. Now, I just bless you, those that are in the sound of my voice here, in the name of Jesus. We, we we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 210-695-1630. You can write us at P.O. Box 1579. That's Sons of God International Freedom Fellowship Church. P.O. Box 1579. Helotus, Texas, 78023. Or you can go online at SOGMI.org. And God bless you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas, 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. AM 630 KSLR. For more information on Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church, go to the program guide at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.